Let's Get Spiritual podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to advise or counsel anyone. If you need counseling or advice on spiritual matters, you should seek professional help. Now, let's get started. Tony, it's good to have you back with me. It was sure um, desolate in this studio last week when you weren't here. What were you doing anyway? You taking another vacation? No, no, I was not on vacation. I was actually working. I still, I still work for a living, and so I was. Do you working. really? Yes. Is that what I thought? People got into <laughs> preaching so they didn't have to work. Ah, no, I was. I was. How many I times have you been told that, brother? Uh, many, many times. <laughs> <laughs> we got one big book to go by. We only work one day a week. That's you it, know. man. Yes, that's it. So. You know, this was this was when Dallas Bay first began and for the people listening to this who don't know you know where we are or anything but I was privileged to be the first pastor of uh, Dallas Bay Church and uh, so I left my full-time job as a computer programmer and came on board with this and uh, they required full-time although we were just a handful of people we were getting money from different places and so my wife ran into someone after a year or two in the grocery store and here's what they said to her they said it must be great having a husband who makes a full-time salary and only works part-time. Oh, oh, that hurts. That's what that the girl hurts. said, oh, when she got up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> now, my wife tells me this, as she said, she said, you know, after uh, I shared with her, then where's my husband every night of the week? Exactly. Not? So in those days, you know, we were visiting homes and we mm-hmm. were... I didn't have an office at the church, and so I was I, wherever I could find a quiet place, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And so uh, we learned early on that people have a different view of ministry than, than is real. They do. They do. So I was working hard last week. Good for you. But I listened, and you did a great job. Thank so you. low. You did. Like I said, it was lonely in here, but and also for the fact that uh, I think it was like a 41-minute podcast or something. I didn't stop talking for 40 one stinking minutes. No, you did not. <laughs> I literally, my, my, literally, my throat was a little sore when it was all over with, but it worked out. It worked out really well. And we got, we're getting more and more people listen to the podcast. We're far from where we want to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to say this more than once during the course of this podcast is, if you really like this and the people I'm talking to are really enjoying it, say it's interesting, that they have fun and that sort of thing, the topics that they want to talk about, want to hear about. Let me encourage people who are listening, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We are on like 10 platforms now. Right. I think Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, so many different places that you can find us, whatever you listen to. And then, man, I know it's a little extra to do, but if they could share that podcast with their friends, you can't make anybody listen mm-hmm. to it, but that's the way these things grow. I've been studying it. You just share it with your friends. Uh, you, you and I both have pastor churches that were going and blowing, and you can take out all the newspaper ads, you can put up all the billboards you want, you can do TV, and if you don't have some sold customers, if you don't have people who are showing up who really enjoying it, it will never take off. And I think it's the same thing with this podcast. Totally agree. Listen, subscribe, share, and review. We could love. We'd love to have yeah. some reviews. Yes. Yeah. Uh, only if they're five star. Exactly. <laughs> Keep your, keep your comments to yourself if you don't like it. Uh, you know, go listen to Ben Shapiro or something. Good if you don't point. Like it. Yeah. Good point. But, you know, again, for those people just tuning in, this podcast, Let's Get Spiritual, is really, uh, it's all about life being more than just the physical. It is the spiritual as well. We're made in the image of God. And so uh, everything that we do, the 
is about spiritual things. Now, this mm. is more blatant, Tony, because this time of year, it's October. People, you know, the days are getting shorter. The shadow's getting longer. People think about stuff. The media is full of Halloween and the occult, ghost demons, mm-hmm. yeah, witches, everything else out there. And those are the questions, type of questions that we've been getting. Now, that won't, that's not what we always talk about. It just happens to be the time that we started the podcast and the time of the year that it is. Right? Exactly, exactly. I live in Ottawa, and I go down Highway 58 coming, going to where I pastor. And on the right, going uh, toward where I pastor at White Oak Baptist Church, uh, on the right there is the Haunted Hilltop. Mm. Uh, and I've never been to the haunted hilltop. You need to go. I need to go. But cars, they back up on the uh, <laughs> on the highway there, ready to go in. And and Is I've it heard like it's interesting. Christmas decorations or something? Uh, not Christmas, Halloween. But they do. They, they do, do like that. a Christmas decoration yard, but they just use ghosts and goblins. And no, it's a it's an actual haunted house. You go I, into the house. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think it's actually uh, maybe a um, hayride. That they take you Sweet. through, yes, some yeah. things, and so that's what I've heard. Okay, I've never. Maybe we need to go. I want to guess. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Uh-huh. I'm not a betting man. If I were a betting man, I'd uh-huh. bet quite a bit on this. That there's someone with a hockey mask with a chainsaw. I would second <laughs> that. Yes, it <laughs> <laughs> seems to be right. And everything exactly. that you do like that. So yeah, we're going to be talking about that today, like we have. I did last week as well. But you know, uh, I think we're going to tackle because we've got questions about this as well. Uh, about politics. Mm. You know, after mm. this one, we'll be really close to the election. Right. And uh, is an election, it, our politics, do they have anything to do with spiritual? I mean, more than just the demonic, which is obvious. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, is the spiritual aspect of a person, right. uh, the way they vote, uh, whether or not they're involved in politics, whether they have an opinion about politics, that sort of thing. I think that, that'd be appropriate since those are the questions that seem to be coming in now. Definitely. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. That, that'll be interesting. You are the expert in um, politics. Uh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're well, the expert in politics. How many play, things have you ran for? Uh, zero. Dog catcher. That, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not win. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. for the resume. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, my undergraduate degree is in political science. Oh, okay. Yeah, before I went So you're the there. expert. Yeah, <clears throat> I have forgotten more than I know. Ah, okay. I do remember long, boring classes. <laughs> but, I did, but I went into seminary after that and, mm. and, and made something of my life, I hope. Right. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today, Tony, is picking up where I left off last time. Now, the last thing I talked about was UFOs, but I think we're going to leave it there. That might be a topic for future conversations if people want to bring it back up again. But we're really talking about the occult, about darkness, uh, about this time of year where people's minds start going there. I, I just I recently did a perusal of the movies that are coming out now on Netflix and on Hulu and the things that that we do at our house. And it is it is unbelievable the number of movies that have been made in the last dozen years or so simply having to do with the occult. Mm. It's, it's a moneymaker. Yeah. It is a moneymaker. Yeah. Yes. It, it interests people. See, here's what I think, Tony. It's because people are spiritual. Sure. I agree with that. I heard you talking about The Exorcist yeah. uh, right after your graduation that that you guys went to that. Uh, in my day, uh, it was Ghostbusters. Ah, okay. Yeah, who are you going to call? Yeah. And I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no know, ghosts. Back in 84. I graduated in 82. Okay. Uh, that came out in 84. But I remember watching Bill Murray and all that gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a lot of money. And made they're still money. making money. Uh, but they've gotten even more uh, demonic, really, yeah. and, and scary. Yeah, it, 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 that tends to be the way things go. 
go that mm-hmm. <clears throat> once you get somebody's attention that it takes more of something in order to keep them involved. Right. And it's a slippery slope. It's a rabbit hole that you go down. It's hard mm-hmm. to get back out of. Um, so one of the things that I want to talk about today is uh, that, that people are wondering about is, uh, is it possible? Is it possible to communicate with the dead? I, mean, I don't know. As a spiritual leader, maybe you've been asked this question so many times. I know. Gosh, a hundred times would probably be too few. Right. Do people, once they leave this life, once they die, do they know what's going on? Do they observe what's going on? Are they aware of my life? Do they hear me? Do they see me? That sort of thing. Has that been a question you've been asked a lot? It has been. And I try in my ministry and my life to not speculate. I try to base everything on the truth of the word. Mm -hmm. And and so just getting something concrete in the truth of the word, um, you have to do a lot of searching and digging, you know. Uh, I heard you mention the Witch of Endor uh, last week. That is... Uh, that's an amazing story, yeah. and, and you uh, described it beautifully. I mean, you laid it out beautifully, you know. Uh, but yet, even when you read uh, all of the commentary on that, uh, there is a division of, yeah. of, of what that actually was. Of Bible scholars. Uh, Bible scholars, yes. Yeah. People that know the Hebrew. What was mm-hmm. that? You know, it came up from the earth. You mm-hmm. know, was that actually Samuel? Right. Uh, or was it uh, a spirit? You a know, spirit uh, imitating it, Samuel. Exactly, exactly. And did it surprise because the witch screamed? Uh, there, there's something else there. <laughs> you know, a, it you scared know. her. It's like, wow, yeah. this really does work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like she was shocked. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I, I've got a couple things to say about that, but I remember listening to Dr. Fred Craddock, uh, one of my favorite preachers of old. He's... Um, he, he talked about a story where he was in his office and someone, a lady came running into his, is a, he was a seminary professor at the time, and a lady came running into his office and said, you've got to come pray for my daughter. You've got to come pray for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, what do you mean? She, and she, I, too long ago, I would get the malady wrong, but the girl was desperately ill. It was something that was physically deformed in her, something that you mm-hmm. could see. And, uh, so she would not leave him alone until he would go out to the car where she had left the girl to pray. Mm-hmm. So he reluctantly went, and she opened the door, and there was the girl obviously either in pain or something was going on that was visible. I, I wish I had better account about it. But anyway, uh, he acquiesced, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm saying that because you and I both know seminary professors. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily the most spiritual guys in the world. Right. And so <laughs> he prayed for the girl. Mm-hmm. He prayed for the girl. And almost instantaneously, the girl got better. Mm. I mean... The prayer worked. Right. God healed. Exactly. And the woman, the mother, was just ecstatic. She hugged him and she thanked him and the girl thanked him and everything. He, he said, I remember walking back to my office going, God, don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> <laughs> it scared the living daylights out of him because uh, when you... When you talk about stuff but you don't really believe right. it, yes. and I'm afraid that's where a lot of us are mm-hmm. in the Christian world. We talk mm-hmm. about things, but, you know, with a little wink of the eye, a little grin, you know, mm-hmm. we just need to talk about this stuff because people want to talk about it. We know it's not right. real. Oh, look, I know the second thing I was going to say. Uh, forgive me for, see, I, rabbit holes are places I love to go. <laughs> I should, my address should be a rabbit hole somewhere. Uh, but uh, think about what is the, oh, and, and, and you may not get this, but what do you think the oldest thing I remember on TV, on on weekly TV, when there was only three 
major networks that had to do with witchcraft. I would say bewitched. That's what I'm Is talking that it? about. Yes. The wiggle of the nose. Yes. Uh-huh. Think about that. Right. Uh, what was her mother's name? You know, I don't remember. Endora. Endora. Where do you think they got Endora? Oh, son. Yeah. I'm learning something today. Endora. Yes. What was the little girl's name? Tabitha. Tabitha. Yes. That's in scripture as well. The little girl that got raised from yes. the dead. Yes. What's her name? Uh, I don't recall. Samantha. Samantha. Which is spelled almost like what is the original word for Halloween? Sam, Samhain. Ah. Samhain. Okay. And uh, then his name, her husband's. Darren. Darren, uh-huh. which only one letter different than Damon, which is the Greek word for demon. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm impressed. Thank you. Uh, you know what I'm really impressed with? <laughs> I'm, all, I'm really impressed that you didn't say Casper, uh, the friendly ghost, because that came out in the 40s. Yeah, and that was what, I, I don't know if that's right. ever a weekly TV show, yeah, that's but true. there was a comic book, which I bought quite often, Casper and his friend Wendy. The friendly oh, guy. Wendy, yes. There's Wendy, yeah. the friendly ghost, right. and okay. you know, the good witch, I guess mm-hmm. she was. Mm-hmm. She was a good witch, and he was a friendly ghost. But, I, you know, when you think about that, these things aren't by accident, honey. Uh, Brother T. There you go. <laughs> Dr. D. Dr. D. Matter of fact, to differentiate us from the other Let's Get Spiritual out there, when you guys look at your uh, the photo that's used for this now, I changed it on the coffee mug. It says Dr. D and Brother T. So we you could tell the difference between the others. We didn't know that. When I was first, we chose that name for it. We thought there were none others. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then there, there's a lot of <laughs> metaphysical, new age things out there. Right. Let's Get right. Spiritual. So what I was thinking about that whole bewitch thing is mm-hmm. that wasn't by accident. Those names didn't, you know, Endora, who in the world would, mm. but it's the Witch of Endor. Right. That's what she's based on. Samantha has to do with Halloween, mm-hmm. Samhain. And then you've got Damon, Demon, T- Tabitha, a little girl that was raised from the dead. I mean, there. I, I imagine that's all off the top of my head. I can remember the names, but I bet you if you were to look at some of the sub-characters, that you'd find that they had some spiritual or biblical context as well. I'm absolutely amazed at your wisdom, your knowledge, your deep understanding. Go on, I'll give you a couple more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm through. You, I'm through. I know, yeah. There's a whole lot of other things you could say. <laughs> oh, um, but so, you know, let me ask you the question. What do you think? Do you think that it's possible to communicate with the dead? You know, uh, again, just looking through Scripture, um, Eliphaz in the book of Job, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's Job 4, it says that he saw a spirit uh, that glided by his face, that his bones shook, mm. and that his hair stood on end, and that the spirit spoke. But earlier it says that it was like a vision you know right and so uh, I don't believe uh, that you can actually I, I believe that there is the angelic and I believe there is the demonic okay and so I believe that you are um, if the, if it is an evil or if it's an haunting um, then you're dealing with the demonic yeah. um, and as a pastor uh, preaching in other countries, um, and then once in another area, uh, I, I dealt with the demonic. Yeah. And, um, and so I believe you're dealing with a demonic, but, but also the Bible says in Hebrews that we entertain angels unaware. Right. Yeah. You know? And so th- that's, that's where I fall on that. Yeah. And, uh, and so remind me where you fall on that. Well, I think, I think 
If I were to ask the question a different way, I think that your answer might be slightly different. Okay. If I were to ask, do you think that you can communicate or be communicated with from the other side, mm -hmm. you might go, yeah, no, I can, right. because the other side mean, again, not the natural, mm -hmm. but the supernatural, mm -hmm. not the normal, but the paranormal. Uh, I do believe that we can communicate with the supernatural. Mm -hmm. I do think, uh, I don't want to be too... Yeah, too preachy here, but mm -hmm. that really is what prayer is. Well, yes, definitely. You, you're yeah. communicating right. to eternal God, mm -hmm. so you're crossing from the natural into mm -hmm. the supernatural. And then when he chooses to speak back, whether it be doing meditation or while it's reading God's word or whether mm -hmm. it's a, the spirit of God speaking to you, He's that's speaking. a, that's a right. spiritual communication mm -hmm. that goes on. But even beyond that, um, I believe, and, and again, uh, it's not pushing my book, but Wicked Spirits that I just mm -hmm. put out was... Uh, kind of an expose on what I think that everybody that sees or hears anything that's in the dark mm -hmm. hears a voice, they interpret that to be a ghost. Right. I interpret that, yes, you're hearing from the other side. If mm -hmm. indeed, if you're not putting it on, if it's not fabricated, mm -hmm. if it's not just sell things or, you know, to become popular. If it's legit, then I really think that you're probably hearing from a demon. Yes. That, that it's a demon. And that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was trying to now, say. I think, I, yeah, I do think that we can communicate or are communicated with mm -hmm. from the other side. But I don't think it's from deceased loved ones or deceased mm -hmm. people. I think it is from that those people, those, well, not people, but beings that live on the other side. Exactly. I think when you look at that passage that we talked about with the Witch of Endor, uh, that that was exceptional and not seminal. Yeah. You know, and so I believe with all of my heart uh, that when we look at those things, I mean, you have to think of the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm, right. I mean, Moses and Elijah. Yeah, you know, they were um, in paradise. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and yet they stood. Right. On, both you and I have been there. Yeah. You know, we've stood on that mountain. That's right. And uh, and so and Jesus stood there, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, from the other side there yeah. was Elijah, there was Moses communicating. The Bible says about his decease, about mm -hmm. what was about to happen mm -hmm. in the life of Christ. That's an interesting topic, too. It's not what we're going to spend our time, but you remember not only did those two Old Testament prophets show up, that Jesus' appearance changed mm. in that time as well. Remember? Exactly. Yes. As the apostles who were drawn, his inner circle mm -hmm. of, of apostles mm -hmm. who were close by him, mm -hmm. saw him change. I love the way, I think it was King James that said, brighter than any launderer's mm -hmm. linen, something right. like that, than yes. any launderer yeah. can make it like he's... Sh he shined. Uh -huh. Is that word shine? Uh, he shone. Shone. Okay. I believe it's shone. Shone. I like shined better. Shined. Right. Anyway, he was bright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was very he was bright. bright. Yeah. And, but I, and I don't really know what that means. I'm right. not really sure what mm -hmm. does that mean that he could not speak to them in his physical form, but mm -hmm. to transform, mm -hmm. mutate into his eternal form. I'm not sure why that. But. There's so many things I don't know about the things I've studied that mm -hmm. are fun to think about and speculate about. Okay, so yeah. So we the question can. is necromancy, isn't that? Yeah, word? necromancy. There's a, a word. word. Yeah. yeah, there's a word. Yeah. yeah, a necromancer is a person who exactly. participates in that, right. speaking with the dead. Yes. And that is, the weird thing about that is, Tony, in the Old Testament, it's prohibited yes. to be a necromancer. Yes, so De Deuteronomy 18. Do you prohibit something that can't happen? That's boy. There's the question, <laughs> you know, and and I think yeah. that's where you know. I mean, that's an incredible question, yeah. uh, because not only in Deuteronomy 18, but in other portions of Scripture, uh, it says, "Listen, don't do that." Do being a medium, medium, being a witch, exactly, a soothsayer, mm -hmm. all of those things mm -hmm. are prohibited by God. If right. you do those things, you're cast out of the camp. Right. 
Does that mean people who are pretending to do that? Does it mean that is a legitimate thing that can be done that you should mm-hmm. not do? That's a, I, I don't, I've, I've thought about that before, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what the answer is. So there's a lot of charlatans out there. Yeah. You know, we know that. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of places that, uh, that you have the big palm on a sign, right. you know. And so uh, that's... Do you not know uh, that that's weird, though, that more than one person that I've talked to have gone there those people have told them things that really were true. Mm-hmm. Where do they get that knowledge? Well, I believe with all my heart, if you've ever read C.S. Lewis's book, mm-hmm. um, trying to remember the name of that book that deals with demons. Oh, he's got the, uh, the the big demon and the little demon yes, that does all his yes, bidding. Yes, it'll come to me in a moment. Uh, that's an incredible book, you know, and uh, we know demons are real. Um, we know that, uh, that they are not omnipresent, mm-hmm. uh, but there are, there's a myriad of them. And so they collect information and they can presume, yeah. you know. And so I, I believe that that's more of what's taking place there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Satan's not omniscient. Mm-hmm. God is, right. but Satan's not. And so uh, I think it's more just collecting information. Yeah. What Have you ever participated in uh, being a part of a group that does a Ouija board? Uh, no, okay. no, no. Uh, have you? Yeah, I did when I was a kid. Okay. okay. Uh, and I'm talking about very young kid, probably right. under 12. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually owned one. I don't know with my brother. I have a brother who's four years older than me. And uh, I don't know whether he purchased it. I purchased it. The parent, I doubt seriously if our parents purchased it. Mm-hmm. So one of us. And uh, we messed with it one or two times. I can't say that the things that it said or spelled out mm-hmm. were shocking. It was the atmosphere that pervaded the room when you did that. Mm. That was the spooky thing. Um, and then, really weird, we both my brother and I, I think thought, we don't do that anymore, and put it up in the closet. You know where you stack all the board games right. up in the closet and you pull Monopoly, them down? Monopoly, yeah, yeah connect Clue, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, um, it, it was eerie to walk by the closet when the, when that widget board was I, I think I remember destroying it mm. I, th- I don't remember if I burned it mm-hmm. or threw it in someone else's <laughs> right, trash right. or exactly. something I don't want to throw it in my trash you mm-hmm. know the old stories where you throw the doll mm-hmm. away and it shows back up yes, yes. <laughs> I decided not to do that, <laughs> but I made sure it was out of our house. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, there, there are some people that they say are more spiritual or sensitive than others. I've always been a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I loved what I did for 30 years. Uh, but um, I'm not sure I was any more in tuned to that, but it I, it bothered me. I burned a, a, a satanic Bible once. Okay. And that, you got through reading it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anton LaVey's? Uh, uh, yes, Bible? yes, yes. Yeah. I burned that. And the eerie feeling that you're talking about, uh, I definitely felt that as yeah. the pages were burning. Yeah. Yes. I've preached for you, Tony, in uh, Jamaica. Yes. And uh, there was one night when I was preaching in an outdoor arena where um, I felt some of that going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very evident. Mm-hmm. And there was a spiritual warfare that was going on in that thing. And I really think, I mean, as, as we know, that the, the war is always won by good. God mm-hmm. will end up winning the war. But some of the skirmishes and some of the battles you know, are pretty rough. Um, but I think that night there was a victory. And I don't want to get into it. We've got so many other things to talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I remember that a gentleman who was very impressive, very tall, obviously had some cash, 
who stood in the back of the almost intimidating me as I was mm-hmm. speaking that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, but at the end of the service, he came forward, and I mean the the women, and you know, Jamaica, oh, yes. a lot of spiritual women. Yes, um, yes. They gather around that man and pray hard mm. for him. I, I, I think there was like a demonic deliverance that night at that place. Yeah, that's exciting to hear. I remember you telling me about that. Mm-hmm. That's that's exciting. Yeah. I think one of the things is just the deception of it all. Yeah. You know, Paul says in Second Corinthians 11 that the demonic can masquerade as an angel of light yeah. or as a servant of righteousness. Mm. And so you have to be very um, in tune yeah. uh, to the Spirit, and, uh, or, or anyone can be deceived. And, and so we have to be prayerful when we approach these types of things. You know? Well, let's get into something that, uh, that I want to talk about, something I, I used to have um, when I pastored the church. I had a Wednesday night in October that people began calling a pumpkin smashing message. Mm. Uh, I never intended for it to be. Let me tell you what happened. Again, that kind of spiritual side of me. Uh, we had young boys, um, and up until that time, we'd always fully participated in Halloween because as a kid, man, I loved mm. Halloween. I mm. loved dressing up. I loved scary things. Mm-hmm. And then um, we had a detective from a local police department come and speak to a pastor's group, and that person began to hell, all of the kind of occult crimes that took place in our city mm. during September, October, November. And I, I realized suddenly there was a really dark side to this that was not make-believe, that was not written, you know, by Washington Irving or whomever that might write something like that. This was real legit going on in the contemporary day that I was living in where it was pretty ugly things. He even listed some places that we could go if we chose to, that we could see where some of these activities. And I'd been to some of these places not knowing that these activities took place. I got such a deep conviction mm. about my participating in Halloween, and I, and the way I way I approached it when I spoke to people is I'm not trying to give you my conviction. Right. I'm not I'm not trying to make you feel the way I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Let me just share what I've learned. Mm. And so the very first one, I don't even think I did any research or study when it got back to the history of Halloween. I simply talked about what this man said to us, and I learned then that the local Humane Society during the weeks leading up to Halloween would not let anyone get a cat or an animal, mm-hmm. uh, and I learned why, and it's right. pretty horrid, yes. horrible, mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, I learned about places where uh, there was sacrifices going on. I'm not saying human sacrifices, but animal sacrifices at least. I know... I. As I said, I've been to those places, and some of them were in some very well-to-do neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Had a girl who was in our church. The first time I spoke on this, she came to me white-faced, and she said, I'm keeping the kids, she was babysitting, mm-hmm. of a family. When I kind of, you know you know, our babysitters roam through our house when mm-hmm. we're done, right? <laughs> she found some things. She said, I found this knife with some inscription on it. I found some of these graphs. I found, and she was describing all the things that a person would use in a, a satanic. Not there's a difference between witchcraft mm-hmm. and satanism, but in a satanic ritual, these people had all those things in their home. Oh I had mentioned them in my speak, and she said, "I've seen those things." It was a house four miles from where we were at at the time, where she was keeping children. My goodness. So it's. It's yeah. not uncommon. No, no. I spent years, as you know, as a police chaplain. 
Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you just from that experience that during this time of year, and especially as it gets closer uh, to the end of October, uh, we dealt with those types of things. I've as you have, I've been there yeah. in certain rooms where there's uh, a pentagon. Is that a pentagram. Pent pentagram on the floor? You know, I've seen the remains of some animal sacrifices. Yeah, the bones and, and the blood. And yes, that sort of thing. And, yes, and so uh, we probably should put a graphic warning at the beginning of this podcast. You're probably right. Like that. Yes, uh huh. Yeah, you're right. But I agree. Yeah. Um, so where where does time come from? Where let's let's talk about it very briefly. I think that you probably know these things, but maybe some of our listeners don't know that Halloween was probably uh, one of the biggest imports to America mm -hmm. that there has been. Now I'm I'm basically Irish by descent, and so it came from my people. Mm -hmm. um, goes way back in when the a particular group of people known as the Celts, mm -hmm. the Celtic people. Um, there was a group of people, a subset of the Celtic people that were called Druids. Mm -hmm. It was a religious group and there were Druid priests, just right. like any other religious organization. There were leaders of that religious organization. And in order to hold somewhat of a control over the people and keep them uh, under their authority, spiritually speaking, they taught that this time of year, the end of the October, beginning of November, and this season uh, was things were dying. Mm-hmm. And there was a particular aspect of it that there was a veil that typically was a thick veil that separated the living from the dead. And the fact that, as, as we know in Scripture, the story of the rich man and Lazarus, mm -hmm. that there's a great gulf between right. us. You can't pass over that gulf mm -hmm. from either side to the other side. But they would teach that that was a veil and that the veil was the thinnest on this evening, particularly during this period of time, mm -hmm. and that the, the spirits of the deceased, as well as unclean spirits, dwelt in the woods, in the dark, and that what they would end up doing was build fires mm -hmm. just outside of those woods on this night to, one, to ward off those evil spirits, but in order to keep the control of the people, they would require all of the people in the homes to now this before obviously long before electricity that your fire was a candle it was a lamp it was your fireplace it mm -hmm. was your oven that sort of thing they would have to extinguish all of their fires and then they would go to the bonfire where they would have given sacrifices thus bonfire comes from bone fire mm. the bones would be in that fire mm -hmm. and so everyone would go and they would receive a blessing and fire from the Druid priest. Mm. They would take them back to their homes then and light back the house up. So the lit home would be a significant, would be a sign right. to yeah. the, the priest and to the those things that kind of roamed the countryside mm -hmm. uh, during that period of time, that these people had received the blessing from the priests. Mm -hmm. And that they had paid their sacrifice, therefore they could not trick that house or do something. In other words, they've been the treated so they wouldn't be tricked. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I understand. And they would often put an indication of that throughout the evening mm -hmm. on the front of the house by hollowing out not a pumpkin but a gourd mm -hmm. and putting a candle in there, taking that light, that candle 
light the fire that they received at the bonfire and lighting that particular gourd mm-hmm. and making it so that it was hollowed out where you could see that it was lit, put it on the front porch. Later in America, that became a pumpkin that we would carve a face on, mm-hmm. we called jack lantern, right. that we put on our front porches as well. And not knowing that what we're doing is imitating something that comes from the pagan religion from mm-hmm. Europe, bringing it over to America. And it, most of it came from the Irish that came over during the potato It's family. all your fault. It is my fault. It's all your fault. My family brought some good stuff, <laughs> but brought some bad stuff as well. I also <laughs> heard, now you're the expert on this, you wrote the book Wicked Spirits. I've read that. It is an incredible book. I would encourage folks to pick that up on Amazon. Uh, it is a truly an amazing book. Uh, but I also read that um, they would dress up in ghoulish costumes to mm-hmm. ward off uh, those who were walking around, the disembodied or those evil spirits. They did that. And the, and what happened was it eventually became a game with the kids mm-hmm. because that was what was supposed to be happening and the spirits were supposed to be coming to the homes. Now, quite frankly, and this is something I wrote in the book as well, demons are incredibly powerful beings. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are angels. They're fallen angels, but they're angels. Uh, they don't do our bidding. No. You know, they can act any way they choose according to the hierarchy of their authority. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when these things didn't show up after a while, the kids would dress up like those creatures that either the deceased or the demons that lived in mm-hmm. the woods, the unholy things, they would then take on that and go to the homes mm-hmm. and they would begin to demand things from those homes uh, uh. in order not to mess with you know, putting salt in the well or, you know, pushing over something or lighting fire to something. Mm -hmm. And they would demand treats. And that's where we end up having kids involved with the trick-or-treating, coming to homes, dressing up like those things. So when you go dressed as, I don't know, some uh, Disney princess, you're really not playing out the whole Mm -hmm. vibe of Mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. It, It really was intended to be something dead or something demonic. Okay. That, that you were to come to a home because you were to threaten that home with a trick unless they gave you something in return. It kind of imitated what took place at the bonfire. Mm-hmm. But now it's happening at home because the kids are picking up on this. Man, we can make out good with mm-hmm. this. You know, we can get some cakes and pumpkins. And and some of the cakes they received actually were uh, spoken of in the Old Testament. They were actually cakes that were baked to give to the gods. Yes. And they would bake cakes and give to the Druid priests as mm-hmm. well. Okay. Uh, religions get shared, brother. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that everywhere. Right. And so, uh, Little Debbie start. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> little Debbie began his cakes offered to idols. No. I'm just kidding, Little well, Debbie. They, they no. will not be our sponsor. <laughs> no, they're not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. Do you know where bobbing for apples came from? I do. Uh, it's a Druid belief that anything underwater represents Death. Okay. You think, that makes sense, right? Uh, yes. Can't stay in there long no. uh, and stay healthy. No. Apple, no. Uh, what do we always talk about? That's tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes. Although it's not mentioned in uh-huh. Genesis, we always say it's a what? It's an apple. It's an apple. That's what we say. So it represents knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when you have to put your hands behind your back, mm-hmm. push your head under the water and grasp an apple, bring it back out again, is the old Druid belief is a picture of going into the nether worlds, what they mm-hmm. call it, the nether world, mm-hmm. into the darkness, into death, into the realm of the spirit, receiving knowledge, 
the apple mm-hmm. and pulling it out again and bringing it into the land of the living. Mm-hmm. And so, because mm-hmm. it's so stupid, otherwise, why bob for an apple? Grab, right. you know, gets something else. A little grapes would be a whole lot easier yeah. than an apple, right? <laughs> but it, uh, bananas would be easier uh-huh. than an apple. But it's it, it's very symbolic. Yes. Uh, a lot of those things are very symbolic. I mean, uh-huh. we can come. To, I don't want to spend all this time because we've already been doing this thirty five minutes. But um, a lot of symbols, the cats. Mm-hmm. Jack-o'-lanterns, right. witches, all of those things come from pagan origins. Mm-hmm. So the, let, me, let me just end it with this. What do you think? Uh, how, how deep do we delve into What's your conviction when it comes to Halloween? I think, the va- now this is just my opinion, I think the vast majority of what we do is harmless. Uh, I remember growing up, I mean, you know, you get those plastic masks that had the little rubber string around them, yeah, you know, yeah. and they smelled uh, funny. Oh, they they, they stunk, yeah. yeah. And but I remember that, and then several years where we couldn't afford that, a, a sheet with mm-hmm. two eyes cut out, you right. know, yeah. and the Charlie Brown kind so, of ghost, thing. definitely, yeah. definitely. And so I think it's just harmless those mm-hmm. types of things. I think um, there is a backstory to every story, and when you begin to dabble in the demonic, um, then then you're 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 not where you need to be yeah. uh, because it's dangerous. Yeah. It, it can be very, very dangerous. Yeah. I, th- I think there's something fun about all those dress up and, mm-hmm. and it, th- there's nothing wrong with being scared right. if it's good, clean fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finally got to that place where people kept going, well, the pastor doesn't like anything about and, you know, almost like don't invite him to a party, mm-hmm. right? Because right. he's he'd really be a stick in the mud. Um, but the truth is, I, I still, here's where I could draw the line is, not demonic things, mm-hmm. uh, nothing that glorifies anything demonic, anything right. dark, anything death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but have fun, enjoy, right? enjoy, right. enjoy. Keep uh, everything is moderation. Uh, and you know, by you and I talking about this, there are some very conservative religious people that would just go, "They're crazy." Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving in to the mm-hmm. other side. But you know what? Uh, you paint a sign that says "Don't walk on the grass." First thing you want to do is walk on the grass. Right. I would rather give somebody the reasons. Let me just say, mm-hmm. take this, don't participate in these things, know the origin of these things, mm-hmm. teach your children the origin of these things, mm-hmm. let them know that light always vanquishes darkness, life is greater than death, God is greater than the devil. I mean, teach those lessons yes. and, and use as an opportunity to speak into the lives of your children, your friends. As a matter of fact, as we're recording this, um, I'm, I'm going to be speaking with this is a group of people Friday night we're going to get together if it's not raining we're going to build a bonfire and sit around and talk about some of these things and go in even more depth than what we went in here uh, because it's interesting mm-hmm. it's fascinating it's mm-hmm. a little scary but I like to take those things and turn something good out of it and, and right. talk about the positive side of things well we went you know when I started pastoring many years ago now at my first church we actually had a haunted house and some of the rooms yeah. uh, were truly just um, what I've been saying that I wouldn't do now. Right. You know. Yeah. And but then through the years, uh, now we do what many churches do—a trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. We're not doing it this year because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, but a trunk or treat, and um, th- that's been exciting. Just mm-hmm. watching all the kids walk through, and the adults as well—they're dressed up. Many of them, you know, and. Right. Uh, and we try to uh, just turn many of the, the times at the trunks into a gospel conversation, yeah. you know, and uh, but give away a lot of candy and have a lot of fun. Have fun. Yeah. Have a way to minister to your neighborhood. Right. To 
meet new people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what it's all about is that we're a community and, and this is what the community is going to be doing. So mm-hmm. how can we put a positive side to this right. and, and, and kind of have an influence, be salt and light in our community? Mm-hmm. I, I was going to close with that. I told people before that I was supposed to be on two separate podcasts concerning my book. And uh, I've not heard from this interesting thing, Tony, is I've not heard from those people since sending them the book. Ah. Interesting in that because the book is kind of an expose right. on what contemporary people think about the occult. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember correctly, because I don't have the book in front of me, it's a Wicked Spirit Examining the Current View of the Paranormal. Mm-hmm. And in it, I say, you probably are talking to something, but it's probably not a ghost. Mm, yes. And um, I'm beginning to wonder whether or not that was not well received when these people I sent the books to. Um, Read them right because and they would rather go that way. They would rather go that yes. other direction, right. and I. And I but I, I always felt like let's hear both sides of the story, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I'm going to keep people up on that. Here it is, almost halfway through the month of October, mm-hmm. and I've not received that invitation mm-hmm. that I thought was coming my way. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep people updated about that because I want people to listen to that as mm-hmm. well. Maybe it'll still take place. Maybe they're just busy and they haven't done anything. But that, that's kind of what's in that book. Is mm-hmm. I talk about okay here if our ghosts, if there are ghosts. Uh, it's not us because I talk about that interim body right. that we have between our death and our resurrection, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And that's what a ghost would be, right? Exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but let me just say in closing, uh, see if you agree with this. I enjoy the season. Learn about the history of it. Use good sensibility. Uh, God gave you the spirit living within you so you could tell right from wrong. Uh, he didn't come to rain on your parade, but mm-hmm. to guide and direct your life. Here, here's my word of warning. Don't go too deep in anything and open a door that you have a hard time closing again. And a lot of people have regretted some of the things they've done and how far they've gone into something because it's really hard sometimes to retrace your steps. I agree, Dr. D. I agree completely. And you know what? All of a sudden, I want a red, delicious apple and a little Debbie for some reason. <laughs> That's what happens when we talk about it. That's, That's what you happens. want. <laughs> and my apologies to anyone that works at Little Debbie. It was a joke. Okay. <laughs> well, it's been fun talking with you, Tony. Yes. And uh, let me just encourage our people once again. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends, like it, subscribe to it, evaluate it on whatever podcast that you're listening to, whatever platform you're listening to, so we can do more of these. We're certainly enjoying this and hoping. Uh, that you're enjoying as well. So till next time, we'll see you later. Tony? See ya, Dr. D. God bless.